Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Energy News Beat Daily Stand-Up Show. Michael's out on assignment today, so you're just stuck with me. I got just a couple really good stories, but before I get started, just want to say, hey, thank you for all of our great listeners out there. We really appreciate all the support that we're getting and all of the exciting feedback. I've got several really good stories for you today. News you can consume as a lie. Tucker Carlson relaunches on Twitter. Independent journalists are on the front line of democracy. It's going to be a little bit of a not so near energy, but I'm going to put my two cents on it. Saudi Aramco records a 19% drop in annual profits amid falling oil prices. The wind and solar myth has finally been exposed. Should be kind of interesting. Looking forward to this one as well. Also, the U.S. needs to double the size of its energy grid. This one is really important as as well, too. So um, as everybody may know, if you're, you know, even uh, interested in taking a look at what's going on in the world of journalism and podcast in news, we are being only fed what some people want us to be fed. Twitter uh, with Elon Musk has been absolutely uh, become one of the best news sources that I see out there. And uh, with it, with Elon changing it, yes, there are still bots out there. Yes, it is still a problem, but it sure is nice to be able to have nice dialogue with people from the renewable, from the oil and gas, from energy. What we're trying to find out is just having a great discussion. Um, Carlson made the announcement on a clip posted on Twitter, which he rallied against the mainstream media. This is a quote at the most basic level. The news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most uh, insidious kind. Carlson said in a three minute clip posted on Tuesday that had been viewed more than five million times. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with uh, proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. This is why the great podcast machine that Apple, Spotify, all of these other podcasts have really been able to get news out there. We It is just unbelievable. There are great podcasts out there. Why is Joe Rogan taking off? Why is the crude uh, truth taking off with R.T. Trevino? Why is uh, David Blackman's The Energy Question? People want to hear from both sides of a discussion. And in the energy space, I want to as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where Tucker ends up and if uh, Twitter is going to be uh, a video platform. I sure want to take a look at that. And I know uh, I'm hearing a lot of feedback on that. Hey, coming around the corner to the next one, Saudi Aramco records 19% drop in annual profits amid falling oil prices. You know what? When you're Saudi Aramco and you have a 19% drop, I don't think that that's a big deal. 
Saudi Aramco, which is primarily owned by the Saudi Arabian government, recorded a profit of $39.1 billion the first quarter of 2023, compared to the $39 billion for the same period last year. Other oil majors have recorded record profits for the first quarter, including BP, which made a profit of $8.2 billion. This is a significant improvement on the 20.4 billion loss sustained by the company in the first quarter of 2022. Key difference? Saudi Aramco has really done a great job in planning for years. They are taking their profits. They're investing it into green energy with uh, hydrogen. They're doing it in a very orderly staged environment. They're also looking to really get into BRICS as well as move away from the U.S. petrodollar. Pretty, uh, I call it uh, fairly good management uh, from the kingdom, as well as with the leaders from Saudi Aramco. Okay, let's go to the next story. The wind and solar power myth has finally been exposed. You know, it is really kind of interesting to see what's coming around. People are really wanting to not have to pay so much in in food, energy, or gas. And this article I thought was really well, really good. These plans have a single fatal flaw. They are reliant on the pipe dream that is there is some affordable way to store surplus electricity at scale. That's the biggest problem. And some of this is really uh, pretty good quotes in here. And it is the scale of the issue. We need to consider the scale. Relatively simple calculations show that California would need over 200 megawatts of storage per installed megawatt of wind and solar. Germany could probably manage with 150 megawatts per megawatt. So per uh, megawatt per hour per megawatt. This is expensive. Solar and wind capacity is uh, very, you can't go on 100% solar. You can't go on 100% wind. And the getting to the net zero emissions of carbon in the near future, the U.S., and the UK say they will deliver by 2050. It's widely believed that wind and solar power can achieve this. They can't. There's a lot of things that are coming around the corner. We have supply chain issues. We have the fact that the infrastructure bill has actually, and the Inflation Reduction Act, have actually printed money. You may have access to the money, but you may not have access to the products to even get the done, uh, any of the installations done. And then there's permitting. So uh, I thought this uh, was very, very good article. Uh, I thought this other, this last piece in here, and I'll go to the next article after this. Solar power disappears completely every night and drops by 50% or more during cloudy days. Capacity, meaning a meaningless figure for wind or solar plant, about 3,000 megawatts hour of wind and solar is needed to replace 1,000 megawatts of conventional power in terms of energy over time. So it's about the physics, and, and we're off and running to the next one here. 
The U.S. needs to double the size of its energy grid. So we've had all this money spent in the Energy Energy Inflation Reduction Act. While the U.S. clean energy sector is booming, the country's energy grid will need to expand if it's going to use the new energy. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, the country will need 47,000 gigawatt miles of new power lines by 2035 amounting to a 57% expansion of the existing grid, as well as expanding the grid's existing needs to be improved. These two tasks will require a revamp of the entire grid system. This will not happen. There has been uh, very little money uh, assigned to the grid. In fact, um, if you put solar panels and wind farms out there, they're not going to be effective and they're not going to be able to be uh, tied to the grid. The grid doesn't need, this is a, a quote in there, the grid does not need to be expanded. It also needs to be improved. The United States power grid is aging in a fractured system that will require major updates to bring it into the modern era and prepare it for the massive influx of variable energy. Pretty huge. Meredith, I want to give a shout out to Meredith Englin and also Robert Bryce. I had them on my podcast and they are true industry leaders and thought leaders. Both of their books are just phenomenal when you take a look at the grid. So with that, like, subscribe, tell your neighbors, tell your pastor, let us know. If you're an industry thought leader, if you're a CEO in the energy space, or you feel that you've got some things you want to share on our podcast, drop me a line. Look forward to visiting with you. And thanks for all the listeners that are uh, continuing to show great support for the Energy News Beat podcast. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon.